everybody. <laughs> I've got Marko Kasadovich here, um, incoming national president, here to talk a little bit about his um, the incoming election and the national convention and his term um, coming in this summer for becoming national president. Marco, how are you doing tonight? Very good. Yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, well, on behalf of the nominations committee, I wanted to thank you for um, taking a little bit of time this evening to do a podcast recording. So, um, the committee has put together uh, a series of just a couple questions, and how we're going to format this is we'll have just an introduction where you get a chance to introduce yourself, uh, also get a chance to outline your platform, uh, and then we'll have a series of questions. So um, without further ado, uh, let me just let you have a chance to uh, have the floor and tell the brothers a little bit about yourself, your personal journey here, um, musically, professionally, and um, just a little bit about yourself. Sure, sure. So um, I was initiated in 2001 um, at the University of Michigan, um, and I uh, actually joined, um, they actually recruited me using free pizza. Um, And for, you know, to be honest, the fact that I'm, you know, have been a brother this long, that wasn't really my original intention. It was just something fun to do for a while. Um, But what I found is that it really kind of shaped my life and changed a lot of how I look at things. I was able to be um, district president twice, um, as well as a district VPCM um, chapter officer while I was an active member. Um, and then at post-graduation, was able to be a colony advisor, um, vice chair and chair of the Alumni Association, um, and then moved my way up into the na- into national office as VPP, uh, and now as VPCM. Um, so I've been really blessed um, to be a part of the organization and just having all these opportunities to serve. Um, Professionally, uh, Kevin Vasai actually changed my trajectory because I was a meteorology major and thought that's what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and then it was meeting brothers that worked in higher education and hearing them kind of talk about what it meant and what it was like and how you could change, you know, college students' lives. And that recruited me effectively to joining and, and kind of going in this direction. Um, and now I serve as the director of institutional research and effectiveness at Governor State University, which is a, a minority-serving institution just south of Chicago. Um, I actually live in Chicago right now, um, and I'm in the middle of, well, the early middle of a PhD program at Illinois State in higher education administration. Um, so it's been kind of a crazy journey for me, um, but through all of it, um, the fraternity and all those experiences have been there. Um, I've been kind of able to guide me a little bit, but also just kind of support me as I make all these transitions and now and um, as I move forward as national president. What instrument did you play or do you play? Um, <laughs> I play trombone. Um, I, I think sometimes the way that I play, that's probably being a little generous to the term. Um but it's been a long, I mean, for me, I used to be in community band um, until I moved here into the city. Um, and so I've kind of been a little bit um, behind on my practicing. So I don't know if right now I would sound much like a trombonist, but I'm I'm going to get back to it. What bands were you in at uh, the University of Michigan? Sure. So I was in the um, University of Michigan marching band, um, but I also kind of subbed out for the volleyball and um, uh, basketball bands. Um, as well as the hockey band. Um, I ended up staying pretty much completely to um, athletic bands because when I was a student, um, our director of bands was okay with us being a, being in one ensemble a semester and, or excuse me, for the year. 
Um, and looking back on that, I kind of missed an opportunity where I could have played a lot more concert music and kind of had a chance to really grow and practice year round as a musician. Um, so, I mean, if I could do it again, I would definitely have done um, concert band again because I loved my time in community band um, and uh, just kind of forgot how much fun it is to be able to play all the time. Excellent, excellent. Okay, we'll move into uh, the next portion of the of the uh, podcast. So just kind of let the brothers know uh, on the podcast a little bit about your platform, um, and just just couple talk a couple minutes about uh, your platform moving forward into the convention. Sure, sure. So, I mean, it would be it would be kind of a fool not to mention, you know, this being the centennial of the fraternity, um, with the national convention being kind of this the real kind of kickoff moment for the centennial celebration. And so as incoming president, that becomes kind of the first, um, you know, the first piece of that work um, is just helping the organization understand um, where we are at a hundred years. Um, and for me, it's about laying down a foundation for the next hundred years. Um, effectively, you know, we are now the founders of that next hundred years. Um, and so the work that we do now the foundational work of, you know, what are we as an organization? What do we need to have? Um, how do we get there? Um, that's all really important. Uh, so it means really strengthening our ties with directors of bands and sponsors and helping train them up um, in terms of what we are expecting from them. But also um, because directors of bands are not student affairs professionals, counselors, social workers, um, you know, educate, you know, they're educators, but we ask them to do so much. And so Caveat Asai can fill that role to help them and to bridge that gap and to help the chapters by, by extension. Um, we also have a really great opportunity um, to expand the fraternity, um, but that means really trying to understand what are we offering to the band world um, and doing a lot more of that work of really kind of setting the tone for what does a good, um, what does a good chapter of Cap of Asai look like? What do we add to the bands? And if we can't quite answer that, then we have some work to do. Um, and when we can't answer that, we need to be able to talk about it. We need to provide opportunities to talk and to share that message um, and educate our brothers on how to share that message effectively. Because um, those are not just good lifelong skills, but they're great for the short term of the organization as well as we um, try to uh, grow not only our, the chapters nationwide and, and across the world, um, but also grow our chapters back home. Um, the last thing that's really important for me, um, as I think about the next um, hundred years and you know thinking about um, the work of the next biennium, uh, is really just trying to understand uh, what do what do today's um, college students, um, our active members, associate and conditional members, um, where are their struggles, where are their their pain points in terms of the work they do in Cabezasai? Um, we found this year, for example, in you know implementing the curriculum um, that. There's a lot of stuff that, you know, the organization kind of took for granted or didn't know as much about in terms of what it was like from the day-to-day -day experience for chapters. And so we have a great opportunity to really um, do our homework, um, to do our research, to build more connections, to have active members be have a voice in committees, um, have active members have more of a voice in the um, business of the organization, and learn from that experience so that we can improve the lives of, um, of our active associate and conditional members. Um, and really improve the lives of the band programs that, that they serve at. Um, and that's not easy work. Um, that's conversational work. It's the, you know, the hard work of building connections, listening to each other, growing from those experiences. Um, but it's really important if we're thinking about what it means for the organization to be around um, in 2119, which seems 
like, you know, something you'd see in a sci-fi movie. Um, but if we're going to get there, we're going to have to have those foundational, you know, those foundational conversations. And we're going to have to build that basic infrastructure and know that it's something sustainable so we can build off of it into the next hundred. Excellent. Excellent. So we'll move into our next part, Marco, with uh, just a couple questions that the committee had uh, for all the candidates and for yourself. Um, sure. So you talked a little bit about, you know, your your platform, but uh, the committee and, and uh, I know the brothers out there really want to kind of better understand what is your primary vision during your time as national president? Sure. So I, I think to to try and simplify, you know, where things are going um, and what I'm looking for, um, I am really looking for uh, a fraternity where the statement that we make at times that this is a student-run organization, that that has real meaning and value. Um, and that means, you know, not only having more student voice and having more engagement of students in that work, but it actually means doing the, the really hard work of also of, of expecting more from our active and associated conditional members, expecting more from our leadership, doing more training. And so for me, if we're going to be a student-run organization, then we really have to mean it. And all of us have to put in the work, the time, the effort to do that kind of um, uh, that really kind of hard, you know, passionate work that it takes to be successful. Excellent. Excellent. Um, next question. If you could accomplish one thing within your term as national president, uh, what would that be and why? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I would say if there's one thing that um, I would like to see as national president, um, it would be to really kind of look at the um, the infrastructure of the organization and to improve um, the OMRS and how headquarters works and do some of those, the renovations that it takes to really deal with the technology side. Because um, we know that technology is so important to our lives and to our work. Um, but it's one of those things, for me, I feel like it's really important to do your best to make it easier for the next person after you. And that's one of those things. Um, and Derek, you know this from your time as national president, getting the technology to work really can make a difference in being able to build off of that for the next generation of leaders. Excellent, excellent. I certainly can't agree with that, uh, with the foundations of what uh, what we had to do with getting the OMRS started. So it's appreciated that it's continued to improve under, under your time. Okay. Um, next question. Okay. Day one, as your national president, what's the first thing you're going to tackle from day one when you become national president? Sure. And, you know, it's, it's, a little, it's a little interesting for me because day one as national president is actually – the centennial celebration. Um, so day one and a half and day two is probably the, the, the better piece for me. And that really goes into um, doing the work of training up um, our leadership team. Um, and when I talk about leadership team, I'm talking about the national council and making sure that they know how to do their job, that they're already starting the work of documenting their work for the next um, person that's going to take after them, that they're already starting to recruit for their predecessors. And that's a really important thing for me is to make sure that you have people behind you um, and that you're building interest in your work. Um, it also means helping gear up um, our, you know, district um, district governors, um, district officers, and student leadership, um, and then passing that information on to um, kind of the network of leaders in the organization. Um, so, you know, sending regular messages, and that first day we'll be talking with the past national presidents and talking about how we can utilize their experience and their knowledge to help um, further the goals of the fraternity. 
Um, it means talking with some of those folks that, you know, are serving on committees and things like that and onboarding them correctly. Just the same thing as what happens on the chapter level. You know, if you, when you have those good years, it's because you really get people um, all the, the baseline stuff they need to be successful um, and help, you know, build the, build their goals um, and help them integrate with your goals. Um, so that first day, that first couple days, um, is really about setting a foundation for the rest of the two years. Um, and it's really about making sure that everyone has the same knowledge and the same expectations for where we're going to go. And then, you know, hearing people out about, okay, then how are we going to get there? Um, I don't think as a leader, it's important to, um, have, feel like you have the only vision. You should have, um, one big vision that you're willing to hear people out and modify to fit their vision too. Um, and so that will be a really big piece of my work as I get through the end of that second day um, is really trying to look now at my vision and seeing how it can be modified, where it can go, and then and then talk about that. So people know and people can, you know, see their work in my work um, and vice versa. Excellent, excellent. And again, Mark, I want to take a moment um, on behalf of the committee to thank you for being here tonight and and um, just answering these questions for the brothers. And um, our last question um, is just, just get a moment and just take a few minutes to tell the brothers of Kappa Kappa Psi why they should be ex- excited uh, and, and be ready for you to be president of the National Fraternity. What, tell us, <laughs> what gets them excited? What, what makes you stand out as to get everybody excited about, you know, your time as national president? What do they get from, from a Marco presidency what gets them all what's, what's going to get us excited about you being president in July? sure sure so i mean that is such a good question because i and i don't really think of it that way um so you know as i think about what is it that's exciting um about the next two years about where you know my vision and where we're going um it's a fact that people are going to be able to see things that they're passionate about reflected in our work um, there's, I'm, you know, I'm very purposeful in my, um, conversations with folks that I'm looking at for leadership positions for the next biennium and people who are working on committees and things like that. Um, very purposeful in trying to talk to them about, okay, you know, you have to have active members in this conversation. That means they have to be part of the committee. They have to actually be able to sit there and give their, give their voice and have it have equal weight. Um, but also when we think about the next biennium, there are so many great opportunities to shape the course of the next hundred years. You know, we're ready to have a conversation about what does the CFR program look like? Um, do we need a third CFR? Do we need to change the model that we've been running with for the, the last few decades? Um, what is effective for chapters? What is not? What's effective for the national organization? And um, we have to look at technology, like I said before. We also need to look at our leadership. You know, do we have the right skill sets and the right you know positions and things for that? We do that kind of work because then the next hundred is so much easier um, and makes that work so much better. And so this is going to be a biennium of a lot of opportunities to say, okay, you know, we, uh, in the same way that we do strategic planning at the chapter level, you know, we could do anything if we wanted to. We're brothers of Cabo Abbasai. That's just by nature. We can do anything if we want to. So what do we want it to look like? You know, what does this organization look like? And if you're a brother who wants to set that vision, if you're a brother who has, you know, um, things that you're passionate about, things that you love about Cabo Abbasai, that story that you tell when someone says, why the heck did you join this group that seems to take up all your free time? That's going to be what this next two years is going to be about. It's going to be about sharing that that information, talking with your brothers, and setting down that course. And knowing that your vision is just as important as mine. You are my peer 
um, cause you're my brother. And so I want to make sure that I'm hearing you out, that I'm learning from you, um, and that we are moving forward as a fraternity. And so, you know, everyone needs to come ready to work, but we get to start it off with a really good celebration. And we will be able to sit there, you know, a hundred years from now when all of us are old and grizzled and whatever, and be able to say that we were here when, you know, this, this next hundred years was founded and was settled into ground. And now we get to see where, you know, our future brothers take it. Excellent. Excellent. That certainly gets me excited. And um, again, Marco, thank you for your time tonight. Um, brothers, uh, thank you very much for your attention and listening to this podcast recorded with Marco, our incoming national president. Uh, his information, contact information can all be found through the kkside.org website and look for the nominations committee um, and the nominations for national convention uh, information. So, again, thank you, Marco, and we'll look forward to seeing you this July at National Convention. Thank you so much. Can't wait. Hello, brothers of Kappa Kappa Psi. This is Derek Mills, Kappa Kappa Psi Nominations Committee Chair, and I have with me Nick Bratcher, who is a candidate for Vice President for Colonization and Membership. Nick, how are you doing tonight? Doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, well, again, I want to thank you very much for taking the time out of your evening, although it is the afternoon in your place, because uh, I'm in <laughs> Ohio and you're in California, uh, right. to to do the interview and to, to record the podcast. I know the brothers of Kappa Kappa Psi, I certainly appreciate it. So tonight's format is going to be pretty simple. We're going to do uh, just give you a few minutes to kind of introduce yourself um, to the brothers, a little bit about yourself personally. And then we'll have a few minutes to let you kind of outline your platform uh, for VPCM. And then there'll be a couple questions, okay? Okay. All right. So without further ado, uh, I want to definitely give you the floor to talk a little bit about your background and Kappa Kappa Psi, your musical background, professional background. Uh, the floor is yours, brother. Okay. Um, well, my name is Nick Bratcher, and I'm a initiate of the Zeta Eta chapter of Kappa Kappa Psi at South Carolina State University, uh, spring 2006. And I am currently serving as National Vice President for Programs for the 2017-2019 biennium. Uh, before that, I was uh, the Alumni Association Board of Directors musicianship director for Kappa Kappa Psi, and uh, prior to that, I served as chapter sponsor for Savannah State University's uh, Lambda Upsilon chapter of Kappa Kappa Psi, as well as the Iota Zeta chapter of Tau Beta Sigma. Uh, my day job is director of bands at Cal State University San Bernardino, where I conduct the symphonic band, chamber winds, and teach courses in music education. Mm, thank you. What instrument do you play? I'm a clarinetist. Clarinetist. Oh, outstanding, outstanding. Okay, so, Nick, why don't you um, tell the brothers a little bit about your platform, uh, what your plans are if elected to VPCM? Well, uh, if selected as Vice President for Colonization and Membership, I want to focus on building our fraternity's resources, uh, training our leadership and, and volunteers, uh, expanding our membership education curriculum, uh, identifying brothers who are marginalized, and, you know, helping institute, uh, institute policies that can serve them, and creating a recruitment and retention process that's beneficial to all of our qualified musicians. Um, I definitely want to look at areas, uh, critical foundations that need to be improved, such as the uh, road to wisdom being a huge aspect of this office. Um, Currently, 
while we do have some documents that are out there, we don't have a collective living document that deals with colonization, which if we are looking to expand on our fraternity, we need to uh, get these things going. Right now, uh, or in the past, colonization has been sort of a, a list of things that chapters need to do, and, you know, after we've approved of that list, then we uh, we grant them a charter for that. And while the Road to Wisdom educates chapters on what the basics of a successful chapter should look like, those who are new to obtaining a chapter designation um, should have those resources in place to ensure that they last longer than just a few years and they're just, you know, not just staying afloat. Um, so this new guide or, or resource for colonization would include things such as like officer training manuals, uh, sample budget outlines, um, how to plan for recruitment, making a calendar for the year to include deadlines for paperwork, uh, how to run chapter meetings using parliamentary procedure, um, you know, things like that. And we also need to focus on just communication with those colonies because after a colony has become a chapter, there's still a lot of work to be done. And currently, you know, our CFRs go and visit them um, in the first year that they're a chapter just once. But I don't think that is, I don't think that's um, enough. I think we need to have more communication with that. So with that, I would form a uh, colony mentoring committee, and this committee would be composed of colony advisors, uh, one of the brothers from the Alumni Association, uh, the VPCM as an ex-officio, uh, the national chapter and colony education coordinator, uh, the respective district vice president uh, for that district, and the CFRs. And so my justification for this is that uh, colony advisors are the first stop after an institution's been approved to be a colony. Um, so these people are help coordinate everything from road to wisdom lessons to answering any questions like concerning paperwork to communicating with me as National Vice President for Colonization and Membership. Um, and, and, you know, that experience with them is vital to, to getting where they need to be as far as becoming a successful chapter. Um, and then with that, with every colony comes people who graduate, uh, people who are, are juniors and seniors in the game who will probably be graduating shortly after colony is done. So I think representation from the Alumni Association to kind of help guide those people into what is there after undergrad would be good as well. Um, of course, having the National Chapter and Colony Education Coordinator to help kind of govern correspondence and help with reviewing chapter constitutions and working with chapters on disciplinary status, uh, that person would be key as well. And district vice presidents would also be on this committee just because a lot of times with committees concerning colonization, we don't have a student voice. And as VPCM, I want to create more opportunities for students to participate. So having the district vice president there um, who would be familiar with, you know, how constitutions are made, how membership ed is done, uh, things like that, so they can have a voice and help kind of guide those chapters and help be liaisons between those budding chapters and then the VPCM would be a great, great, great help um, when those are needed. And of course the CFRs because they're like the boots on the ground and, you know, those people have more of an interaction with our active membership than any other position in the fraternity. So those are like crucial factors in the development of chapters. Um, another 
another bullet of my platform, so to speak, would be uh, supporting small chapters. So uh, Kappa Kappa Psi is housed at over 200 colleges across the country. And out of those 200 campuses or 200-plus campuses, there are nearly 40 chapters with less than 10 members. And if you do the math, that's almost 20% of our fraternity's active chapters. That's a lot. And, you know, I, I just have a, I have a place. I have a, a place in my heart for those chapters because I was a chapter sponsor at a um, at a successful chapter that had ten members or less, you know, or average ten members or less, you know, on any given on any given year. And during the time I was sponsor at Lambda Upsilon and Iota Zeta, we won awards for uh, district as well as for uh, campus for being best organizations of the year uh, for several consecutive years. So, and I know how much, you know, work that those brothers do for their band programs and how much of a resource for like morale and leadership that they offer to their bands. So I want to work with district governors and officers to help support those chapters and make sure that um, they're on a path to success because a lot of times it's not just, a lot of times it's not just um, recruitment that is the biggest issue. Recruitment is a large issue, but a lot of times it's not only recruitment, but sometimes we have brothers that graduate and then they elect newer, younger brothers in these positions to kind of carry on the work of the chapter. And, you know, they're not, the brothers may not be as knowledgeable or may not have had a successful transition of officer duties. Um, so making those conversations and having those type of conversations and making sure that we have the resources available for them uh, with training would be fantastic. And just also having conversations with the band directors, because I've also seen situations where band directors want a small chapter because they want it to be selective. But with that being the case, you have to realize that you're having a small number of people doing a large amount of work. So having the conversation about what goes into that and if they're ready for that kind of commitment um, needs to be something that would be done as well. And, you know, additionally, I want to work with the incoming vice president for programs, my successor, um, and other members of the National Council so that we can promote any kind of applicable fraternity resources to help with those chapter issues um, because it's a team effort. It's a team effort, and, you know, one person can't do it by themselves. Um, let's see. As I stated earlier with the Road to Wisdom, the biggest thing about Kappa Kappa Psi that makes it go, that makes it function, are our volunteers. And, you know, I, I tell this to active membership all the time. They look at National Council as some kind of, uh, you know, we're, we're Mount Nationals, as we, we, we tend to be called a lot of times. And they have to realize that, you know, everybody, with the exception of our National Headquarters staff, uh, are volunteers. We are unpaid volunteers. So with that being said, you know, our volunteers, particularly those that deal with the road to wisdom, such as our curriculum advisors, um, and any kind of um, the investigation team that goes on dealing with chapter discipline, those people need uh, onboarding and training so that they're able to carry out the work of the fraternity. Um, so training our volunteers for those type of areas, um, assessing the road to wisdom because now it's in its first full biennium, we need to assess, you know, what went wrong, what went right, uh, what we can continue to do, and what we need to catch up with. Um, we have 
chapters that are doing successfully uh, with are uh, doing well successfully with the Road to Wisdom, and then we have chapters who aren't doing as well. We have chapters that you know haven't submitted a single activity report since the Road to Wisdom's inception, and you know. I think that we need to have those kind of conversations because the connection's not being made. Um, we also need to realize that uh, our current membership education program, The Road to Wisdom, provides uh, a transparent and flexible framework, which is great, but that's also its biggest weakness because if the student is not creative in delivering the content, then sometimes it can get lost on the candidates. So. You know, and I've talked to uh, Marco Krasadovic, who's our incoming national president, about this. You know, both of us, you know, agree that we've got to commit uh, sufficient time to teach our students how to be better teachers. So that's one of the biggest things I want to work on as being vice president for colonization and membership as well. Um, And that's something I do at Cal State San Bernardino. Um, I also help develop and train future educators. So as VPCM, I want to work with national leadership to create opportunities to teach good teaching, basically, and find ways to get uh, students more involved in the teaching process. And whether that's using technology such as live streaming or uh, small recorded videos and webinars, uh, that would be very effective for our students and also wouldn't cost that much for the fraternity. And the the last thing concerning the Road to Wisdom that I want to look at is um, continuing membership education. So being the National Vice President for Programs now, one of my responsibilities is um, to uh, take minutes at our meetings for National Council, as well as distribute reports from when we do our winter winter council meetings and summer uh, council meetings. And one of the biggest things I hear about from our CFR visits is when they go to chapters and they don't have uh, continuing membership education. One of our CFRs this biennium made a visit to 26 chapters. And out of those 26, they stated that only three of them had continuing membership education processes. And that's, that's something that we really need to look at because continuing membership education is important and it should be used to educate new members and, you know, be a refresher for active ones on uh, on the work and daily operations of the of the fraternity uh, and the ritualistic work that takes place. So as VPCM, I want to work with the Ritual Education and Performance Committee, as well as the uh, Curriculum Development Committee, and lay some groundwork for for a CME, or a Continuing Membership Education document, uh, that reflects the road to wisdom, because currently we don't have one um, that reflects that. So that's something that's really important, and I think that's something that we can get going in the early stages of the biennium, uh, should I be elected. Um, I think that is, I think that's, oh yeah, sorry, Uh, volunteers. I mentioned volunteers, but a lot of people ask what's involved in Kappa Kappa Psi, what can I do with Kappa Kappa Psi after I graduate? And a lot of times there's plenty of ways for them to serve. So there are different committees, um, there are different um You could be a curriculum advisor. And I also think that these are really good opportunities for for, um, alumni and even some active brothers. So we have over 6,000 brothers in our organization, and that's, you know, 6,000 different experiences, ideas, um, skills, skill sets that we could use 
to our advantage to make our fraternity even better. And like I said before, one person can't do it all. It's a team effort. So I would really work to uh, improve our volunteer base. And I know Marco, in this capacity, uh, wanted to start a, a volunteer um, page, so to speak, a volunteer resource page, and and use that so that people can see what opportunities were out there for them to serve and how they could apply. And that's something that I would like to continue, uh, should I be elected for vice president for colonization and membership. And because I think we need to increase opportunities to serve in our brotherhood after graduation. Excellent, excellent. Okay, Nick, we're going to roll into some of our questions here we have. So our first okay. question is, um, what is your vision for the fraternity during your tenure? Uh, looking down the road also for the next five to six years, your vision. Okay, so I spoke a lot earlier. So just to say my vision for the fraternity is we need to strengthen our foundations. And we've rolled out a lot of new things in the past biennium. <laughs> we've rolled out a new membership education curriculum uh, that's plans to roll out a new leadership training development uh, series in the founder circle. Uh, there's just been a lot of new stuff. And while I think that's great and that's showing great fraternity progress, my vision is that we are solidified in our foundations going into the next 100 years. And while I don't doubt that there'll be some new some new projects and some new innovations that are that are coming from from me as either vice president for colonization of membership or two years down the road as incoming national president, I think that there are just too many chapters right now that are still trying to grasp um, the new and and be good with that. Um, so that's one of my, my biggest vision points is to solidify and to strengthen our current foundations so that we're good to go if and when we decide to build on that. Um, Another one is recruitment and retention. As I talk to chapters uh, throughout the country and I go to different district conventions and I speak with our students, one of the biggest things that they tell me about is they have trouble and issues with recruiting. And um, I think that my experience as a chapter sponsor and as a college band director allows me to to um, help address this because I've been at institutions where recruitment has been an issue. And then I've seen institutions where recruitment has not been an issue because the band program is, is large and thriving and there's a lot to recruit from. But then there's also the issue of retention because we have we've had a large amount of student membership that go conditional, um, that go and become conditional members, whether that be for student teaching or whether that be for other reasons. But if you're conditional, then you're not active. So it's just we need to figure out ways and maybe look at some assessment as far as how we can improve recruitment and retention. So solidifying our foundations, recruitment and retention, and then focusing on a positive expansion of our fraternity. Because we really have, there's a new wave. So as a college band director, I'm able to see trends. And right now, a lot of the old guard are either retiring or they're moving into different positions within their careers. And a lot of young, new band directors uh, from every genre, from every category, male, female, 
African-American, Latino, LGBTQ are all moving into these positions, and they all want student leadership in their band programs, and I feel that Kappa Kappa Psi is in a very prime position to do that if we can just have those conversations. And a lot of these people are my colleagues. I know them, and I feel like this is a prime point for our fraternity to positively grow and be an impact for student leadership in college bands. So that's my vision, uh, should I be elected for VPCM. Excellent, excellent. Next question, if you could only accomplish one thing within your term on the council, what would it be? If I could only accomplish one thing... Wow, that's a tough one. Ugh. If I could only accomplish one thing, I would have to say is bringing, making sure that all chapters are on the same page when it comes to opportunities, um, policies, and education and practices. Excellent. Okay. Um, our next question is, what is the first thing you'd like to tackle if elected to VPCM? The first thing I would like to tackle if elected to VPCM is the first thing I'd like to tackle if elected to VPCM is colonization and continuing membership education. That's the first thing I would like to tackle. Um, and making sure that the road to wisdom is working for all of our chapters. That would have to be the first thing I tackle. Okay, okay. And again, on behalf of the nominations committee and the brothers of Kappa Kappa Psi, Nick, I'd like to just really thank you for your time tonight, uh, slash this afternoon, for um, meeting with the, with me and recording this podcast. Um, and our last question tonight is uh, a little bit more on the personal side. So tell the brothers of Kappa Kappa Psi why they should elect you, VPCM. What makes you stand out as the best candidate? Okay. Hmm. I will say this. I'm passionate about Kappa Kappa Psi, and I'm sure the rest of the, the, the candidates for this position are. Um, and I've, I've put in a, a great deal of work as national vice president for programs, as a musicianship director for the um, Alumni Association Board of Directors. Uh, I've... I've gotten a track record of getting the job done and using teamwork to do it. And, you know, on the Alumni Association Board, I was I worked with the National Council and the Board of Trustees to institute the first solo competition, which is still in effect today. That program is still in effect today by the Alumni Association. As Vice President for Programs, um, we've promoted um, – through working with the National Council, you know, I've promoted uh, the month of musicianship from up to almost a 94% participa uh, participation rate. Um, we've more than doubled the amount of AEA scholarship applications that are submitted each quarter throughout the biennium. We've reevaluated the way that we select our chapter leadership finalists due to the road to wisdom. There's been a lot of work that's been done. And I think one of the things that uh, makes me stand out from, you know, the other candidates is that uh, my experience, not only as a fraternity brother, but as a chapter sponsor and as a college director of bands, um, I feel like I can have those conversations necessary and, and communicate with 
those people who are um, integral to our chapter's success and who are stakeholders in in our chapter's uh, success when it pertains to their band programs. And I speak from a place of understanding because I've walked in both of those worlds, and I continue to walk in both of those worlds even today. So um, I think that I would be best equipped to hold those type of conversations and to uh, move our membership education into a way that is beneficial to all of our chapters, uh, whether they be large chapters, medium-sized chapters, or small chapters um, for that point. Okay. Thank you, Nick. Uh, again, thank you very much for your time and your uh, presenting yourself as a candidate for the National Council as Vice President of Colonization Membership. And brothers, you can certainly check, um, if you have any additional questions for Nick, you can um, certainly look up his information and, and look that up through the um, kappakappasai.org through the um, National Convention Nominations Process uh, website. So again, looking forward to seeing you this summer in Stillwater. Nick, thanks a lot for your time tonight. Likewise. Thank you so much. Hello, brothers. This is Derek Mills, Kappa Kappa Psi, Chair of the Nominations Committee. And I have with me tonight, I have Jessica Lee, who is a candidate for the National Vice President for Colonization and Membership position. Hello, Jessica. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Derek. Uh, thanks for um, coordinating all of these podcasts and uh, giving um, all the candidates an opportunity um, to talk about their platforms. Wonderful, wonderful. And on behalf of the Nominations Committee, I certainly want to thank you for giving up your time on a busy evening um, on the eve of convention season to uh, take a few minutes to talk a little bit about yourself. So the format of tonight's podcast will be as such. We will do um, allow you to have a little bit of info time to talk a little bit about yourself, and then we'll have a little bit of time where you can outline your platform and goals. And then we will conclude with some questions from the committee. Does that sound good? That sounds great. All right. So without further ado, we will allow you to have the floor. Just talk to us a little bit about yourself, um, your personal uh, and fraternal and musical or professional backgrounds. And just tell everybody and the brothers all a little bit about yourself. Floor is yours. <laughs> Uh, thanks, Derek. Um, hopefully, if you're a podcast listener, um, you will hear my voice often. Um, but if not, um, I am Jessica Lee. I am your current National Vice President for Student Affairs. Um, I was initiated um, at the Ada Alpha Chapter at Lock Haven University of Pennsylvania in fall of 2003. Um, and since I was initiated, I've um, held 16 years um, of active um, engagement with the fraternity um, at uh, the chapter district and national levels. Uh, I was uh, active from 2003 to 2008 at Lock Haven. I was percussionist. Um, I played in the symphonic band, the marching band, um, and in percussion ensemble. Um, played snare for five years. Um, also sang in the choir and cantori, so I'm really involved in the music department. Um, obviously, I'm a brother of Kappa Kappa Psi as well. Um, and in my five years of working with a chapter, um, I was the social director, um, helped plan our band uh, social event or band prom. Um, and I served as chapter president uh, for two years, also served as vice president for service. Um, and in those two years um, that I served as chapter president, I was also uh, the central precincts chair, which is um, one of the smaller meetings um, in the Northeast District. Um, and we hosted that. Um, and um, 
had a very successful event. Um, and then I ran for Northeast District President in 2007, uh, got elected. Um, also on the same night, our chapter won the 2007 uh, John P. Ross Governor's Cup for Most Improved Chapters. So um, one of my favorite fraternal memories. Uh, it was a great night. Um, as a Northeast District President, um, I worked, did a lot of work on continuing membership education. Uh, that was the first time um, that that conversation was really um, starting to gain um, a lot of popularity um, and worked with then Adam Bates, um, who uh, was transitioning off the council um, with CFR, and we created um, a document on post-initiate education uh, for the NED. Uh, we also um, focused on workshops and programming in the NED, bringing in different presenters um, and trying to provide a quality experience for brothers. Uh, I graduated from Lock Haven in 2008 uh, with Bachelor of Science degrees in Special and Elementary Education, uh, went into teaching, um, but I still continue to stay um, involved with Kappa Kappa Psi. Um, I've been um, a workshop presenter um, since I was a student, but I'm consistently at conventions every year. Um, I've presented uh, now in every district um, in the country um, on a variety of topics, um, membership education, the ritual, um, leadership development. My Energy Bus Workshop is always a popular one, um, and that's uh, one of my favorite things to do in the fraternity. Um, I also served as a colony advisor um, for uh, the McMurray chapter, um, helped them uh, through their process. Um, they had a few transitions while they were a colony and went through a few band directors. Um, so helped them through that and helped them become a chapter. Um, also um, had the opportunity to serve um, as a national leadership conference presenter um, and got to be involved with that uh, for four years. Um, and that conference is for district presidents and for governors and the national leadership team um, in the summers um, to help district presidents plan their year um, and also uh, work with our governors as well, um, which is um, a uh, piece of what the VPCM does. Um, but I was uh, brought in to help assist uh, with that conference. Um, I've also um, spent the last four years um, spending a lot of time on national committees. Uh, four years ago, I was appointed to the um, call, uh, Curriculum Committee, um, and um, I am one of the authors, one of the people that helped to create and implement the Road to Wisdom, um, and I still sit on that committee today. So I've sat on that committee for four years, um, and then um, upon my election um, as National Vice President for Student Affairs, um, I've also um, sat on several other committees. Uh, still sitting on the Curriculum Committee, I also sit on the Ritual Education and Performance Committee, um, where I am helping to um, create the educational materials um, and resources that will be released this summer um, on the Inner Circle, which is going to be the virtual education, uh, continuing membership education program um, that you'll hear more about at conventions um, and will be released this summer. Um, also um, applied and was selected to be one of the leadership speakers for the Founders Circle Leadership Development Program, also of which will be coming out this summer. Um, and then as VPSA, um, I uh, chair the Student Advisory Committee, which is made up of all of our um, brothers across the country um, that are district officers, um, and I meet with them once a month. Um, and then finally, um, we created the National Communications Team, um, and that has been um, a new team committee this biennium. Uh, we facilitate this podcast, um, and we also um, do all the fraternity social media. We created, um, I created the Instagram account, um, and um, we do the district convention town hall handout. We do the Did You Know PowerPoint. Um, so a lot of the media things that you see now coming out from the fraternity is coming from myself and the communications team. So um, I'm pretty busy uh, doing a lot of work for the fraternity, uh, but I wouldn't have it any other way. 
Excellent. Excellent. And we certainly appreciate all that. Why don't you take a little bit of time, Jessica, to outline to the brothers your platform for Vice President Colonization Membership and your goals? Um, you know, Derek, when I sat down to think about um, what position I was going to run uh, for in the fraternity, um, I really looked hard at where I felt like my experience, uh, both professionally, um, I mentioned that I went to school um, to be a teacher. I'm actually a curriculum director for a 3A school district um, in uh, Blooming Girls, Texas. So um, I work with um, teachers and staff um uh, over 140, um, helping them um, educationally. Um, so I have that administrative experience, um, but also um, in my time as a VPSA, I spend a lot of time helping um, chapters and students through problems, um, sitting on the ritual committee. Um, I do a lot of work with the Road to Wisdom. I help approve calendars. Um, and so when I think of all of those things um, that I do with students um, and I do um, professionally, um, the vice president for colonization role just seemed to be the best fit for me. Um, and I'm pretty passionate about it. Um, so when I sat down to kind of think about what, um, where do I think we need to go from here? Um, it, we have the beginning of a new foundation, our second century. Um, and I, I, when I think about 100 years ago, how our founding fathers had a vision for Kappa Kappa Psi, we wanted to be the premier fraternal organization in the college band world. And I think that still holds true today. Um, and it's even more critical that our work and our message be centered um, on our mission, our vision, and our values. Um, looking to the last 100 years and thinking of all the work we've done and then um, taking this forward um, for the next 100 years and thinking about how can we best serve bands? Um, how can we um, strive higher to fulfill our purposes? How can we continue to stay relevant to the college band world? Um, so um, that's I came up with this idea of our second century of how can we take things to the next level. Um, and the, the first thing um, that um, challenge um, that I think we've been facing as an organization is that um, our students, um, just in my conversations, want things to be more digital and more accessible. Uh, right now, so many of our materials are static. The Road to Wisdom is books, they're PDF documents. Um, all of our, our officer training materials, everything is something that has to be printed. Um, and um, I would like to see us move to a digital platform um, where um, everything is accessed and able to be updated um, instantly. So imagine that you were a membership candidate um, and you get this welcome letter, a letter um, after a first degree um, to get your log on to a digital, digital platform and all of a sudden this Road to Wisdom course is opened up. Um, and so we're able to update everything instantly, everything, um, all of the activities and everything in there for the VPM um, is all new and fresh. Um, and you're also able to collaborate with other membership candidates and brothers across the country um, in discussions. Um, once you become a brother and you finish the world of the uh, road to wisdom, then you'd be able to access other courses. So imagine that we could have courses for each office um, in your chapter. We could have courses for the new founders circle leadership development program for the ritual education inner circle program. Um, and then once you become a district officer, if you decide to do that, then those um, courses open up in materials. So um, I think that moving towards a digital platform, um, including including looking at creating an app for the fraternity can help make things more accessible for students, um, but also um, doesn't let our documents stay static um, where they can't be updated. Um, 
right now it's difficult for us because our, our all of our documents have to go through one person at headquarters. So um, I think moving towards a digital platform will help bring the most up-to-date resources in students' hands the fastest. Um, on top of that, um, I have really thought about this office, and there's a lot of components to it. Um, for membership selection, um, I've, I have a membership selection workshop that I've done digitally um, with a lot of brothers, um, chapters across the country. I'll actually be doing it um, at several conventions. So if you're coming to Northeast District Convention this weekend, um, I hope you sit in. Um, but um, there's been a lot of conversation centered on membership selection and are we choosing the right brothers and how do we know? Um, so if elected DPCM, I would really um, like to work on a values-based recruitment process, um, talk to brothers um, across the country um, that are um, in the middle of doing recruitment and get their feedback um, and create a membership selection rubric and recruitment materials uh, that chapters can use um, because we just don't have those materials out there right now. Um, so uh, I think there's a definite need there. Um, in regards to um, continuing membership education, we're going to be releasing the Founder Circle Leadership Development Program as well as the Inner Circle Ritual Education Program. And both of those programs are going to be brand new coming out this summer. And so um, they need a strong foundation um, and uh, a path forward for chapters so they know how to implement those programs. So one of the things I'd like to do is kind of create a scope and sequence for chapters. So if they decide to implement these, uh, programs in their chapters, um, providing them with different ways to be able to do that, because right now, um, the way that programs will be released, um, they're there for use, but they don't talk a lot about how to actually implement in chapters. So um, that's something that I would definitely uh, be working on. As far as colonization is concerned, um, I think we've been passive um, for at least the last 10 years. We've had some chapters um, come through, great chapters, but there hasn't been um, this coordinated endeavor um, to really look at actively recruiting chapters programs where we want to be. Um, and so if elected, I would work um, with our vice president for professional Re relations to seek out um, chapters programs, speak out programs, their programs across the nation uh, where um, we could benefit um, and uh, hopefully um, get chapters, um, some of the best uh, band programs across the nation um, to have a chapter of Kef Kef Psy. Um, along with that process of recruiting the best chapters, um, right now our colonization process, um, we're just having colonies go through the road to wisdom. And it's shorter. It's only a semester. So um, I think we have some work to do there to help our chapters be better prepared. So um, I'd like to work on creating um, a um, colonization program, um, a set program um, for colonists um, to engage in that also includes materials for chapter sponsors and directors of directors of bands. Um, as they're coming on to get this chapter of Kappa Kappa Psi because um, those um, adult leaders in our chapters um, aren't always familiar with Kappa Kappa Psi and the way that we do things. Um, so I'd like to work on creating um, a quality program for our colonies uh, to be able to engage in that complements uh, the road to wisdom. Um, along with that, um, once colonies become chapters, one of the things that we're noticing is that they're struggling a lot. Um, because that colonization process is shorter, um, there's a lot that they have to learn that they're not used to doing. So um, what I would like to propose is a chapter mentor program um, where we can um, use the colony advisor to stay on for um, a full year reporting year after they're um, installed as a chapter so that we can make sure that all those reports are submitted correctly, that their chapter up 
operations are strong, um, that they're implementing the road to wisdom appropriately. Um, and I think that that can utilize a multitude of people. Um, the district VPMs, I think this is a great place for them to step in because with the road to wisdom, some of the things they were doing before with membership education, they don't need to do anymore. Um, so I think it's a great place for district DPMs to step in and help. Um, and then also, um, that colony advisor, our governors, um, our chapter field representatives, making sure that they get um, a visit in the first year. Um, I think just having a really strong coordinated plan for our brand new chapters to make sure that they're successful um, is really important because what I'm noticing um, in my two years on council is that um, we're seeing chapters um, go on disciplinary status um, or um, chapters that are failing that are brand new chapters. And I think that as a fraternity that we need to do our due diligence um, to help uh, make sure that they're as strong as possible. Along with um, colonization and brand new chapters, um, obviously that kind of leads to the road to wisdom and membership education. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, I've sat on the curriculum committee for the last four years. Um, so I have um, very intimate knowledge of how the road to wisdom works. And I know that there are brothers out there um, that have uh, struggled in some areas, particularly with activities um, and with um, calendar reviews and those things. So um, as a um, we move into the next biennium of implementation. Um, I'd like to try to shorten those approval processes um, so that um, chapters aren't waiting as long. Um, we have um, TJ Tooley, who works at headquarters, our national uh, chapter and colony education coordinator. Um, and I'd like to be able to work with him um, to start taking over some of that approval process because um, that's something that position has done in the past, um, that position approved uh, membership education programs. And so um, I think that we can work together to make that process a little bit faster than it is now, um, as well as I would like to um, have a student focus group or get students on the curriculum committee to help give us that um, great feedback um, that I get um, having um, students sit on my uh, committees, the communications team and the student advisory committee. Um, I think our student voice is important. Um, and after um, two years of piloting and now two years of implementation, I think now more than ever, we need students voice um, on that committee um, helping us make the committee the most reflective of what our students want. Um, in addition, um, I think we can do a better job with training. And so I'd like to offer webinars um, at the beginning of semesters to help VPMs plan and prepare for taking a membership class um, and then putting those online um, so that if there's a VPM change at some point, uh, the VPM can um, access those uh, webinars. Um, and finally, um, I think just doing more um, collaboration with um, our chapter VPMs and district VPMs. Um, so um, offering um, more meetings and trading, um, checking in with our district VPMs monthly um, to um, really find out how this implementation is going um, and provide support if needed. Um, again, sitting on the student advisory committee, um, knowing how important that um, student's feedback is, um, I think that um, um, the Vice President for Colonization and Membership needs to do more um, to have those conversations so that we can make changes, provide support, whatever that looks like, so that implementation um, is the absolute best that it can be. Um, I also think that um, when we think about our chapters, um, it, it, there are two things that you need to do to be, three things to be active. You need to follow our policies, you need to pay your dues, and you need to submit reports. Um, and those reports that are submitted 
we don't have a formalized process on the national level to review those reports. Um, there's no feedback that's given. And I think that uh, we can be more proactive to help chapters before they get to a disciplinary status point. Um, so I would like to create a process for us to um, actually review those reports and provide uh, feedback to chapters uh, once they're submitted um, so that chapters can feel like they're on the right track. Um, along with that, um, I want to work to create um, guidelines for chapters, national standards for chapters. So chapters have a way to be able to assess where they are and where they need to grow. Um, right now, I think that process um, is hazy. Um, you know, we see um, chapters that struggle. We say, okay, you need to work on recruitment and work on this. But we usually only say that once they get to the disciplinary process. Um, so I'd like to find a way to be able to help chapters before they get to that point. And I think if we create um, some standards for chapters, so chapters have a way to be able to self-assess, um, I think that that will help um, our chapters thrive even higher um, as they uh, serve their bands. Uh, finally, um, one of the biggest pieces of um, the VPCM role is overseeing the Chapter Field Representative Program. Um, that program um, is critical. It's our boots on the ground uh, to be able to interact with chapters. And um, I think um, that as VPCM that um, you would see um, a very uh, targeted approach um, to our uh, visits. Um, I'd like to work with our CFRs um, to make sure that they have one, the best training possible, um, two, as much support as they possibly can, but then three, make sure that there's follow-up um, on their visits and their reports. Again, um, we don't have a formalized process of reviewing those reports, so making sure those reports are reviewed, uh, following up on the recommendations um, that they provide for chapters in those reports. And then uh, just making sure that when our CFRs go out, they feel prepared. So as VPCM creating documents and checklists for them uh, to be able to go out into chapters so that they have some guidance so they know what to look for and also what to be um, the messages to be pushing from the national level on new programs, um, such as our leadership development program, the officer training materials, um, road to wisdom, those kinds of things. Um, so, Derek, I think um, when I think about um, our um, my vision for VPCM, um, it um, I really took a lot of time sitting down and thinking about all the components of this office because there's a lot um, and. Um, as national, incoming national president, Marco Prasadovich has a, a vision to create strong foundations, um, processes, and procedures for the fraternity, um, including strategic planning. So um, as VPCM, I would be sure to work closely with him um, to make sure that um, that strong foundation that he's wanting to put in place applies to all of our programs, um, but also um, sets um, the fraternity up for the most success possible. Excellent, excellent. Thank you, Jessica. Um, we'll move into some of the questions that we had from the nominations committee. Uh, the first question, you kind of talked a little bit about it throughout your platform uh, and your goals uh, about a vision, but what is your vision for the fraternity during your tenure? And what about for the next five to six years? Um, the election to vice for vice president colonization and membership is uh, one of the most important um, electoral decisions that we can make as an organization because you are choosing the vision of the fraternity for the next six years. Um, and uh, as I decided to run for this, um, I was uh, very aware of that. Um, so um, thinking about um, 
creating a vision for VPCM, I also thought long-term. Um, the creation of a digital platform and putting those resources um, online, creating modules for students to engage in, to access materials, um, and uh, to um, creating an app uh, for students to access materials that way as well. Um, that may not be able to be accomplished in two years, um, but I think in four, yes, I think we'll be there. Um, I, really thinking about our second century and thinking about where I want brothers to go, um, in, in my materials, I referenced a question that you asked, actually, um, when you were national president. Um, you know, what would the brothers of 1919 think about the CAF CAF 2019? And I think we really need to, to ask ourselves those questions. Um, as a as a leader in the organization, um, as a woman in the organization, um, I want us to have the most inclusive um, organization possible. Um, I want us to uh, create an organization that BAM programs cannot live without. Um, so um, if elected VPC on my national president, um, I would be uh, focusing on taking our organization to the next level and making us um, an organization that band programs absolutely can't live without, but that also that band programs want to be a part of. Um, the Founders Circle Leadership Development Program, uh, right now at, at its level, we're looking at it for just students at Kepa Kepa Psi, but I would love to envision that being a leadership development program for band programs and putting Kepa Kepa Psi leadership speakers in band programs, whether they have a Kepa Kepa Psi chapter or not. Um, and we've never done anything like that before. Um, so, uh, if uh, elected VPCM and national president, um, I would be focused on, one, providing opportunities for students to have voice, um, because as VPSA, I know the importance of that, and I appreciate the voice of our students. Um, so keeping our students involved um, on all of our national committees, not just some like they are now. Um, two, being as transparent as possible about the work of the National Council. Um, we've tried very hard to do that through our um, podcast and, and our social media. Um, I've worked to do that as VPSA, um, but as VPCM, a national president, um, uh, making short videos um, and other uh, digital materials to keep our, our students informed. Um, and then finally, uh, focusing on the future and what can we do to serve band programs. Um, so uh, trying to move forward with um, creating um, resources and support uh, for band programs that um, helps continue to make us the world standard of excellence for band fraternal organizations. Excellent, excellent. Uh, our next question is, if you could only accomplish one thing within your term on the National Council, what would it be? <laughs> That's a challenging question. Um, I would say if I could only accomplish one thing, um, it would be to create more opportunities for students to have voice in our national programs and at the national level. Um, and I say that because I think um, once you get to the national level, it's very easy to engage in these programs and think of the things that we need to do and, and everything. And we forget about the way that it impacts students and um, asking students for their insights and their, um, their thoughts on things. And so um, if, if I could do anything um, to help make Kep Kep side better, um, it would be to try to find more ways um, for students to be involved um, in the future in the forward motion of the fraternity, um, because I think that that's uh, when we're at our best um, is when we're always thinking of the students first. 
Excellent. Excellent. What is the first thing you'd like to tackle if elected to the National Council's VPCM? Um, I think the first thing that I'd like to go forward with, um, coming out of National Convention, there's going to be um, updates uh, to the Road to Wisdom. Um, and so um, knowing that that timeline being the end of July, beginning of August, um, I would be making sure that all of our materials are updated and out um, by August 1 um, to be able to give chapters, uh, VPMs, um, the most amount of time possible uh, to, pre to prepare um, for the fall classes. Um, um, and then also working on creating um, times for those webinars uh, to be able to provide um, that digital training uh, for VPMs uh, to get started. Um, that's something that has to be done. And knowing the national convention is in the middle of July, that'll be a two-week turnaround. Um, so that would be the very first thing I'd be focused on. Excellent. Excellent. Again, on behalf of the nominations committee, Jessica, I'd like to thank you for uh, and, and appreciate Thank you for spending some time with us tonight and um, taking a little bit of time out of your evening to record this podcast. Um, so we're going to close with a little bit more of a personal question. So this is your last question is just to tell all the brothers at Kappa Kappa Psi why they should elect you VPCM and what makes you stand out as the best candidate? Um, you know, that's, that's hard, right? Because um, I think that uh, we have some great people running um, for um, all of our fraternity offices. What I would say is um, something I mentioned earlier, the vice president for colonization and membership position is one of our most important um, elections in the fraternity because you're choosing the person for the next six years. Um, and uh, that person should um, have uh, the experience um, and the knowledge uh, to be able to um, do the most important jobs in the fraternity um, because you serve two years as VPCM, two years as national president, and then you sit on the board of trustees as immediate past president. Um, so um, I would say that I bring 16 years of experience to the table. Um, I have served at the chapter, um, district, and national levels. Um, so I understand all of those leadership positions. I've been a colony advisor, um, and I've sat on the committees of the programs um, that are about to be released um, that the Vice President for Colonization and Membership position is going to be working with a lot, um, our Road to Wisdom, um, the Leadership Development Program, and then uh, the Ritual Education Program. Um, so I have all of the background knowledge um, sitting on those committees um, to be able to help take those initiatives forward. Um, and I think also that I have the, the compassion um, and the um, love for students um, that helps um, balance all of the work um, that uh, uh, the position uh, takes. Um, and uh, I think that my focus on students and student voice, um, coupled with um, being proactive, um, thinking not just two years, but the next four and six years ahead, um, as well as um, all of my um, different leadership experiences in the fraternity make me the ideal candidate uh, to be the next vice president for colonization and membership. And it would be um, the greatest honor of my life um, to answer that call to serve. Okay, thank you very much, Jessica, for your time tonight. And like I said, on behalf, on behalf of the nominations committee, uh, we'd like to just thank you for taking some time tonight and also presenting yourself as a candidate for the National Council. Um, brothers, you can certainly check out um, 
Jessica's profile and contact information. You can reach all that information through kgsi.org through our national convention website under the nominations column. Um, so, so I close tonight with just saying thank you, Jessica, again, and we look forward to seeing you in Stillwater in July. I look forward to, and if brothers want to reach me, uh, Jessica Lee at kksi.org. I'd love to start that conversation now. Yeah.